recording in progress. That's what I like to hear. Good afternoon, Alyssa. Good good evening, Nicole. It's evening because I have a white claw in my hand. So I have a poppy. <laughs> All right. So I'm having more fun than you. What flavor is the white claw, though? Ruby grapefruit, which is not my typical choice, but it was the first one I picked out. And it's been a long day. I barely rushed home. I was late to this meeting, but late to your second side hustle, late to my side hustle. And technically today is kind of like my Friday because I'm taking tomorrow off. So time as you should, you only turn the big three Oh ones. I'm going to just turn 30 for the rest of my life. Yeah. Every birthday from here on out is my 30th birthday. Never getting older. I'm not going to lie. I had to fill out a survey recently and I was in the next age group. Oh, no. That's tough. Every time it's like a gut punch. Yeah, I didn't even Straight in the that. stomach. Anytime I'm like not in the 18 to 24 group, I'm upset. And it's been years since I've been in that group. But I'm like, I'm a youth. I'm a young youth. But no, I'm not. I know. It's almost like we just went through the mini hump of 25 and then 30 just hits. Well, Alyssa, what advice do you have for your younger self now that you're going to be a seasoned lady in this world? I was actually thinking about that the other day of like, I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok of like 30 things I wish I knew before I was 30 or like three things I knew before I was 30, whatever. I have. I was trying to like, like, what are my things? And I don't really have them. Like, I, I don't know if I, or like, I don't have any that people haven't already said, right? Like there's the obvious ones of like, if he wanted to, he would. Don't date men or don't date boys date men but outside of i guess they're all about dating i don't know (laughs) i haven't learned anything in my 30 years it seems like yeah there are many things i would have changed oh this was mine only because i thought about it today at work because this is going to be my new work mantra it's if you're going to be stubborn make sure you're right or like if you're going to be stubborn be right because i'm really stubborn but i'm usually right is what I was telling my boss today. I was like, I'm a stubborn bitch, but I'm almost never wrong. So it works out. No one likes to argue and ultimately for the person to fold. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're going to be stubborn, be right. That is my advice for anyone coming up on 30. All right. Advice for the youth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this this is our podcast. Yeah, are, are we, we talking about football or what are we doing here? hot zone all right well as we all know fabulous week of football for me started off a bit rough but we pulled it off once again can you digs it and rub a chub chub yes it's still named after nick chub prayers and blessings (laughs) i'm glad you kept the name like you can't just replace him we gotta his memory must live on his memory indeed is living after his leg snapped. Oof. So good week for you. You won both leagues. I did. I am now number one in one league undefeated, baby, just like the Niners. Hell yeah. And crawling up a little bit in our other league. Okay. Love that for you. Feeling a bit confident week by week. I also hesitate to say this because you never know what can happen in football. I know. Knock on wood. I don't know if that sound came through, but I I knocked on wood for for the audio <laughs> record. For anyone who had a hard time hearing. Yeah. For our hearing impaired listeners, 
there was a knock. Well, I mean, we can't really talk about football without mentioning one person, Alyssa. And I think you know who I'm going to bring up. Taylor Swift? Obviously, yes. I just... I love that that is the narrative now. Like, we can't talk about the NFL without bringing up Taylor Swift, who prior to two weeks ago had nothing to do with the NFL. I wish that... She's folded in. She's a staple. I wish they brought Taylor to all the games that were snoozers, which happened to be the primetime games that they normally have. Because I'm not going to lie, these games have been boring AF. Like, the Monday night game this past week, Alyssa... I just could not watch anymore. But I was no, glued. I turned it off. It was so bad. Like football was so bad this year. And no. I know we said this last year, but it's worse this year. <laughs> the bad teams are worse. Well, I think I was trying to think about this of like the Monday night game of I think by the time Monday rolls around, I've had so much football that I'm just sort of like drained of it that unless it's an exciting game, I'm not into it. Like, it could be a very average game, but it's, like, after watching Red Zone where, like, I'm so overstimulated and there's, like, action all the time. It's, like, all key plays. Like, there's so much action that by the time Monday rolls around, I'm, like, where's where's the action? And, like, to be fair, the Giants didn't even get a touchdown last night, so there wasn't action. But I think that's, like, it's not Monday night's fault because the games are just as boring as the Thursday night games. But I'm not as bored on Thursdays as I am on Mondays. Yeah, I forgot who played on Thursday. It's a faint memory. Oh, the Lions? Lions and Packers. Yes. Yes, Lions and Packers. Indeed. That game was pretty good, actually. That game I could not watch. I was out to dinner with Ross for our birthday dinners. So I missed that one. But I bet on that game and I lost big i bet on the packers and i was not successful so that was a bummer you need to relax on the betting Alyssa. i do i need to chill but i will get into that later yeah, back to taylor swift yeah all great. right back to the important business this is yep. literally the announcers on the sunday night football game at first i was like wow i really stand taylor and travis and then I got pretty annoyed when everyone was just doing their deep analysis of Travis and Taylor, why they're meant to be. And I'm just so sick of people on TikTok being amateur detectives and sleuths. It's like, leave people the fuck alone. Not everything that happened in the past means something. Stop digging, people. Stop digging. It's too that's, much. It is too much, but that's just how the Swifties operate. The Swifty cult operates on just a different level where everything is a conspiracy. Everything was planned, right? Like Taylor Swift is a mastermind. They like fully lean into the fact that they think Taylor Swift is like a genius who calculates all of her moves. And like, yeah, I think Taylor is very calculating to some degree. I don't think they're totally wrong, but it's like two people just dated. It's like a natural organic relationship that happened. And the fact that everyone has a conspiracy theory, everyone is looking at it from a different angle is just like, calm down y'all like this is why they're gonna break up because it's just annoying although i will say my conspiracy theory also started from tiktok actually is how i got looped in was that travis and taylor have been dating for a lot longer than they have led on to be could be true i don't think that it is but i would love to know like what convinced you 
when when do you think they started dating and what convinced you that they have been dating since prior to August? I think they started dating a while before Travis attended the concert for Taylor Swift. I feel like they were trying to gauge audience and public perception of them when he was talking on the podcast about trying to give his bracelet with his number to Taylor. And I feel like this was them trying to gauge, oh, will this be good or bad? And then they ultimately did try to do, I was going to say soft launch, but it wasn't even a soft launch. It was a hard fucking launch of a rocket ship of Taylor Swift right into Mama Kelsey's arms in Travis's suite for that Chiefs game. Here are my thoughts on the angle. One, Taylor Swift has never gauged people's reaction to any of her relationships before. Look at Matt Healy. Matt Healy was gross. That was very not well received by Swifties. Everyone was like, what is Taylor doing with this man? He's a gross little British man who should probably brush his teeth. So like, I don't think Taylor cares what people think of her dating because she just, you know, goes and dates. So that's why I'm sort of like, I don't think she would have had a temperature check and like kept their relationship secret and then like, did this weird little like pitter patter of information just to like see how people feel. Maybe Travis would. I don't, I don't know him. I just don't feel like that's a Taylor strategy or maybe it is because Matt Healy was such a terrible crash and burn that she was like, maybe next time I date someone, I should check their references. So I don't know. I mean, everyone has a conspiracy theory. I don't buy into it. I think they've been dating since early August. I will say, though, Travis's PR team is definitely keeping him fiery hot with all of the commercials he is in, which is insane, honestly. Just all of them during Red Zone playing, or not Red Zone, I guess, the normal, like, Sunday night. Yeah, nights all the well. time. Yeah, his age is in a lot of commercials, so even though he seems very chill, I think his PR team is very smart. Maybe. So you think especially how they did this whole Taylor Swift thing. Because Travis gained a ton of followers on Instagram. His jersey, I think, is in the top sales of any player right now in the NFL. Yes. And everyone's talking about him. So many yes. more people literally know his number, know his name, kind of know a little bit of background on him. So overall. Yeah, it significantly benefited him. I will say their relationship, whether planned or not, whether it was just a happy accident or somebody was calculating this on some angle, but it, he certainly benefited from Taylor, dating Taylor Swift, which I think is great for him. I think Joe, her ex who she dated for six years, he did not benefit from dating Taylor Swift. So it's like, I don't think anyone could have planned this because Joe's career didn't take off. No one gives a shit about him. I refuse to watch anything he's in, but like, I think I saw that on Twitter of Twitter of like, (laughs) I saw that on Twitter of like, people don't watch Joe's shows, but then people who would not otherwise watch football are now watching football, which I think is really interesting. I think that's very interesting too, because it's leading to more viewership of Mm -hmm. games, which is Mm -hmm. good for the NFL. But then on the other hand, for any games where the Chiefs are playing, I believe ticket sales are increasing so prices are also increasing as well yeah i did see tweets about that where chiefs fans are getting heated like leave the tickets for people who actually care about football don't buy tickets because you're hoping to see taylor swift which 
whatever. Who cares why people are going? If someone wants to go and enjoy a football game, I don't really care what their intentions are. I'm not going to a Chiefs game, so <laughs> I don't care what the price Alyssa, is. that's why. Like, if this was <laughs> happening with the Niners at Levi's, yes, I would be freaking annoyed too. Yeah, I get that. I don't know. I think this is going to fizzle out pretty quickly because of all of the attention because it's just too much. I do agree. I think there's so many fans who are talking about this. Even the preview before Sunday Night Football, they showed a TikToker who was talking about this. And there's clearly paparazzi everywhere taking photos of them from dinner at some restaurant, I think, after the Chiefs game two weeks ago. And then Mm -hmm. they caught Travis at Taylor's apartment. To me, this is giving paparazzi levels of Britney Spears back in the day and Princess Diana, honestly. So hopefully this does not have a rough ending like for Diana and Britney. I mean, I think Taylor by now has to be used to it, right? She's I mean, Britney was famous in her own right, but I think Taylor Swift at this point has surpassed how famous Britney Spears was. Taylor Swift is arguably one of the most famous people in the world. And I think I've seen this take a lot, but like at least Travis Kelsey realizes that about her. Whereas like a lot of her exes didn't like Joe Alwyn never really like understood how famous Taylor was. And he like wanted to hide in the shadows. So at least Travis like gets it of like, I'm dating the most famous woman in the world. I need to like be ready to go, but I still don't think they're going to last long. I do not think they are going to last long, but I will say the benefits of this whole Taylor and Travis debacle from what was gathered from the Jets and Chiefs game that aired on Sunday Night Football, 17 times Taylor Swift was shown on the screen wow. or talked about two promotions for her new movie during the game, like commercials, three commercials with Travis Kelsey shown during the game, two commercials with Mahomes, one with Andy Reid. So... Clearly, the NFL is a buzz about Taylor. This is probably good promo for her new movie. I feel like everyone knows about her movie and will probably go sell out theaters to see it. But when it's like, I think if I'm on Taylor Swift's PR team or I'm in charge of selling movie tickets for Taylor's movie, like you're obviously going to advertise that movie during a very popular sporting event that you already know Taylor Swift fans are watching, right? Like Emma, perfect example. Emma Courtright, our good friend, does not watch football. She would never watch a football game. She watched the Chiefs game on Sunday night because Taylor Swift was there. And so it's like, of course, they advertised her movie. They know that her fans are watching. That is true. Know your target audience. I just, honestly, it was just entertaining. Multiple times the announcers were like, all right, back to Taylor. And then, like, flashed to her in the booth. Honestly, it is just... Providing a little bit of entertainment that I think we all need in this rough, rough fantasy football landscape at times in a very serious sport. But this begs another question. Do you think this time there's more attention to Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey because of the age that we live in with social media, etc.? Because Sierra and Russell Wilson are also together. And Sierra is a pretty big deal, too. She is nowhere near Taylor Swift. I know, but back in the day, like, she was pretty popular. Nowhere near Taylor Swift. 
Taylor Swift is in a league of her own. That especially right now with the Eras tour, like the woman is generating billions of dollars for the American economy. The only one that's even close to her is like Beyonce. So yeah, I mean, Sierra is also a famous person, but I mean, Giselle Bundchen was a famous person. She dated Tom Brady or married Tom Brady, but it's like Giselle's not nearly as famous as Taylor Swift. Not even close. I mean, that does make sense. I think Taylor Swift statistically has more name recognition than like the president of the United States. Like Taylor Swift is (laughs) incredibly, she is an incredibly famous person. She's someone else is doing her Taylor Swift research. I know a lot about Taylor Swift. (laughs) Like, especially now that Twitter changed their algorithm that it has like the for you page. So I get content of people I don't follow. And like almost all of my content is Taylor Swift or football. And now it's, now they're the same content. Now my algorithm <laughs> has just come together and said, this is one topic now. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, I get it's a lot. It's not Twitter, Alyssa, X. Okay. <laughs> my, my X algorithm gives me a lot of Taylor Swift content. So this brings me to, I will actually, you know, touch on football a little bit here. So oh, the great. Chiefs narrowly won their game against the Jets, which was surprising, but I'm glad it was a good game. Zach Wilson seemed to have a little juice in him. But this begs the question, is Taylor Swift distracting the Chiefs a little bit? Not gonna lie, Mahomes threw a decent amount of interceptions that game. Mm -hmm. So, do you think Taylor Swift is causing complications in the locker room? I don't think so. (laughs) I think that... Like Taylor Swift aside, I think the Chiefs would probably have a similar season. I think Patrick Mahomes, here's my thoughts. And granted, this is all where we are now. Would I have said this six months ago? No. But he hasn't had an amazing start to the season. I think quarterbacks either are prime for a few seasons or they're prime forever, right? You're either a Tom Brady or you are a Kyler Murray, right? Where like you either have a storied career, you're a legend, or you have a few good seasons, a Cam Newton, another example, right? You have a few good seasons where you're on top, but then you're not. And I think maybe Patrick Joe Burroughs. Yeah. I mean, kind <laughs> of, yeah, that's what it's looking like where like he had a few good seasons, and now he isn't. And I think that might just be Patrick Mahomes of like Patrick Mahomes had three good seasons, four good seasons, but he might not be a Tom Brady type. He might be more of, you know, a Kyler Murray, Cam Newton, and other quarterbacks whose names I don't know because they only had, you know, three, four, five good years. Although, to be fair, I think Mahomes having some interceptions, the Jets' defense is pretty good, and I believe defenses are getting better at figuring out offenses, honestly. And defenses this year, there's been a lot of interceptions, a lot of turnovers everywhere. So I'm not trying to make it a whole thing. I mean, granted... The Chiefs, they have won multiple Super Bowls with Mahomes as well. It's just he's fading a little bit, but I think it is always interesting because I'm sure this is what Chiefs Kingdom is thinking about. And I'm sure once the Chiefs eventually lose a damn game, you bet Chiefs Kingdom is about to come down on all the fucking Swifties. They have lost a game. They lost their first game. Yeah, Taylor, that was pre-Taylor. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think Taylor Swift is the factor. It's like they lost already before her. Before she ever started showing up, they weren't strong. 
But I'm saying, do you think the Chiefs fans, since with Taylor, the Chiefs have been winning, do you think there will be some uproar that happens at the first loss of the game if Taylor Swift is in the audience? Yes, 100% I do. Because people are misogynistic. People love to hate Taylor Swift. And yeah, of course they'll blame her. Of co- And already I feel like the world is very, it's like Swifties versus non-Swifties. There's no in between. Everyone loves her or hates her? There's not a lot of in between. I would say I'm the most, I guess I wouldn't even put myself in between. I lean Swift. You are not in between. You are in the love column. But like, I don't love her. I actually think Taylor Swift is like a very calculating fake person. I'm not, I don't personally like her really at all, but I will jam out to a good Taylor Swift song (laughs) all day. Like her discography no skips. She crushed it. The woman can write a song. I will I will be honest about that. But would I want to hang out with her? No, I would not. So yeah, I would say I'm in the middle ground. But will I blame her? No, I'd be like, that's not her fault. Women, you know, women supporting women. Do I think there are lots of men out there who hate Taylor Swift, hate what she stands for? I think it's annoying when women don't like, I think it's annoying when women like her songs. They're going to blame her for sure. Ross might be one of them. I have no idea. I should ask Oh, him. God. Like, I need to, we should get him on the pod next time to, like, interview him about the Chiefs kingdom because he is sitting, sitting right in it. But I don't know. There's always people that are going to be haters. And especially when they can target a woman for something, they will. That is very true. So what do you think is going to happen first? Do you think the Chiefs are going to lose a game? Or do you think is going to fizzle between Travis and Taylor? Um, Maybe I should read you the schedule and then you can see. That would be really helpful. Okay. We have the Minnesota Vikings next, then the Broncos, then the Chargers, then the Broncos again. Oh. Then Miami, then the Eagles. Actually, I could see them winning probably up until the Broncos and then it's questionable. Yeah, I could see them winning until they play the Dolphins. So that's what, four weeks from now? Uh, Yes, that is. I don't think that they would break up in four weeks. I mean, they certainly could. But I I would hope that four weeks from now, we're not this invested in their relationship. Like, I hope it's a footnote rather than the main plot kind of thing. Like, right now, everything is Taylor. Like, everything is Taylor's version. NFL Taylor's version. Like, it's all about Taylor. And I think in four weeks, it just like wouldn't be like people will be over it by then, even Even if she keeps going to the games and keeps at the same level. Even poor Aaron Rodgers, they were like, oh, he flew in for the game. He literally was shown probably four times. That is really sad. That's actually really sad that he like was on crutches and made a conscious effort to be there. And they were still like, oh, Taylor's here. Great. Let's film her. I will say that maybe the Jets did better because Aaron Rodgers' presence was there. Maybe. Who knows? I don't think that, but who knows? We will never know. I ask you like you're the head coach. (laughs) (laughs) What's my take on the Jets? I don't know. I didn't even really watch that game. I watched the first half and then gave up. It was pretty good. Not bad. The refs were a bit swayed. Some questionable calls. I would, again, hate to be a ref in the NFL. Oh, yeah. People always hate you, one way or another. They should form a support group with Taylor Swift. Like, hey, NFL fans like to be mean to us. You want to join? 
Exactly. All right. And in other news of another famous it girl putting someone on the map, I actually do think Alex Earl put him on the map, Braxton Berrios. I'm not going to lie. I only know about him because we had the hottest couples in the NFL last year, and he was dating Sophia Culpo, Olivia Culpo's younger sister. And I'm not going to lie. Really, I don't think he's been very relevant until this year. Partially because of Alex Earl and how they're friends, but clearly in some sort of situationship. And also, somehow he's playing a lot more, too. I don't think that's related to Alex Earl, but he did change teams. I don't think it's related to Alex Earl at all that he's playing more. Yeah, he was on the Jets. Now he's on the Dolphins. Last year was only his first year, wasn't it? Like last year was his rookie. I think I don't quote me on this, but I think last year was his rookie year. And now he's on the Dolphins. And I think the Dolphins just have a strong offense. They flex into all of their players a lot more. Like they don't lean. I mean, they lean on Tyreek, obviously. But like Tua spreads that ball around. So yeah, I I do agree that she put him on the map. I would not know his name if... eh, Maybe I would. I don't know. I don't think I would know his name if it wasn't for her. I certainly wouldn't know his number, what he looks like, and like way more details about him. I'm very curious because a lot of people have been choosing the number zero on their jerseys. I think this is the first, and I could be lying, I think this is one of the first years where they allow the number zero. Like, people were not allowed to have number zero until this year, I think. I feel like I heard an announcer say that, of like, oh, the NFL decided to allow jersey number zero. Could be wrong, but I think this is the first year. Alyssa Barrios has been part of the NFL since 2018, my friend. Oh my God. So yeah, he was very irrelevant until he started to date Alex Earl. Wow. He even won a Super Bowl ring. Did he? On what team? He was part of the Patriots. Wow. He's been around for a while. I had no idea. Wow. Okay. So yep. Alex Earl for sure put him on the map. Indeed, Alyssa. That makes him kind of old. How old is he? 27. It's not that old. It's only older than her, but it's younger than us. Yes, yes. So he has been around for a while. But the bigger question, what do we think about the jersey cut down the middle that Alex Earl made popular? Love it. No notes. It's great. Would I do that? No, I would not. Jerseys are very expensive. Like a real jersey is like 125, 150 bucks. Like, am I cutting my jersey? No, I'm not. But do I love that she did? Yes. An icon move. It is very cute. I think if I got a jersey given to me or I thrifted one, I would cut mm-hmm. it. Yes. And honestly, I don't know if I trust myself to just cut a straight line. <laughs> oh, I think you could cut a straight line. But yeah, if I paid, if I paid for a jersey, I would never cut it. Like my brother is giving me a Joe Burrow jersey for my birthday. Would I cut that? No. Alyssa, you can relax on the Bengals gear. Never. Take it off, I need, Alyssa. No, I need something gear. to wear. I have to have something to wear when I go to the Bengals game on October 29th. If they lose, it's on you, Alyssa. <laughs> I mean, I think they will lose. They're playing the Niners, who, based on the first four games, it's pretty obvious who's going to win. Not looking good for Joey B. It's not looking good for Big Dick Joe, but 
I'll be there wearing his jersey, <laughs> supporting him. Maybe you'll end up on the TV. Maybe I will because there's not that many. Like, I feel like they always try to show like the odd ones or like the people that are unique. And wearing a Bengals jersey when everyone else is a Niners fan. We'll see. He'll be you and plain clothed Ross. (laughs) (laughs) I think I might make him wear like something Bengals because otherwise it's weird. I don't think it's that weird. He just doesn't have to wear anything associated with either team. Well, if he's in plain clothes, then I'm not going to get on the TV. Just have him sit and you're standing. (laughs) So I look like I'm by myself. (laughs) Exactly. Or like a kiss cam. You know, if there's a kiss cam, they're not going to put us on the kiss cam if he's in a a random t-shirt. There's no kiss cam, my friend. Oh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is not a rom-com, Melissa. It's pure sports. No love. No rom. Fine. (laughs) All right. Let us move it along. I know we were talking about some betting that you've been participating in as of late. Actually, it hasn't really been as of late. I feel like you've always been betting. But the NFL did update the gambling policy and fine, which actually helps benefit Jameson Williams on the Lions. So he will actually be eligible to begin playing again this coming week. So let me just read the new rules and then we can discuss and debrief. Let me know. So if you were betting on any non-NFL games while in a team facility, after the game, before the game, training, in the weight room, etc. For first violation, two-game suspension. For the second one, six-game suspension. And for the third one, a minimum of one-year suspension. Then, if you're betting on NFL games that involve your team, minimum two-year suspension. Makes sense. You're a player. Yeah. You can't really bet on your own team. Yeah. Betting on NFL games not involving your team, minimum one-year suspension. Mm-hmm. If you're attempting to fix games, banish from NFL. Also makes sense. Oh, yeah. Revealing insider information and or tipping. Minimum one-year suspension. And then participating in third-party or proxy betting is also minimum one-year suspension. Okay. So I believe some people, like... Calvin Ridley, he was suspended for one year. He actually gambled when he was part of the team, but he actually took a mental health leave and then he placed some gambling bets and he got suspended for one year. So under these new rules, that would have been reduced. I think it's a bummer that they can't bet on like sports other than the NFL. Because who cares? What, like, why does it matter? You know, if I'm an NFL player and I want to place a bet on, like, the ponies, why does that, like, who cares? I think that's just if you're in a team facility while doing it. Yeah, that seems arbitrary. So I think you can bet at home. That's weird, but all right. Bummer for them, I guess. Could you imagine just one of the players that, like, must bet? <laughs> They're, like, shaking yeah. in the facility. <laughs> If they're that, <laughs> I think we know it. some people actually who would be like that. <clears throat> oh, 100%. Several of our friends would be breaking these rules because they're that addicted to it. But all right. Interesting. So the guy on the Lions, 
that you mentioned, whose name I already forgot. What was his deal? What did he do? Williams and a few other players on the Lions were betting using their phones while at the Lions facility on non-NFL games. So that's why his suspension was originally six, but then they basically pulled it back because they just released this new gambling policy. But I guess if this was his first offense, that would have actually been a two-game suspension. Okay. So I guess this helps because I know there are quite a few players that have been gambling and have been suspended as a result of that. Calvin Ridley's probably would have been cut short as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I know all of the ones are the harsher sentences do make a lot of sense. I guess the ones that are just within the facility, I mean, similar to like our workplace, you aren't supposed to do certain things, right? So. I guess I feel like, yes, right? Like I cannot do illegal activities from my Stanford workplace, but like gambling, if I lived in a state where gambling was legal, I could use my work laptop to place my bet on DraftKings, I think. I I have no idea. I don't think so, Alyssa. I mean, my company, our firewall is pretty hefty. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We don't have one of those. Like, do you have, like, websites that are blocked? Yes. Oh, yeah. We don't have that. At least I've never tried. Like, have I tried to, like, access Pornhub from my computer? No, I have not. But I've never (laughs) encountered a website where it says website blocked. I have many a times, <laughs> even random shit that's not even like, that crazy. Yeah, no, I think I could from my work laptop, but I wouldn't just because why would I? But I, I, I think it's weird. I think it's a little bit harsh. If they're not betting on the NFL, in my opinion, it shouldn't matter because who what, who cares? If it's legal in the state that they're in and they're not doing anything wrong, then like, whatever. Why do I care if they're betting on basketball or the horses i don't know whatever this is why i don't make the rules i just <laughs> talk into i talk into a microphone about them with all of our theories and ideas but who knows i still need to put my first parlay in when i don't know one day okay. or maybe i'll just not parlay at all okay <laughs> No one, me. Should I do a parlay? <laughs> yeah, it it couldn't matter to the rest of us any less whether or not you do your parlay. Okay, but, but I wish more... you the best of luck. Thank you. But in more serious business, I am sure you have already heard the rumblings about our favorite football movie, The Blind Side. Yes. And how maybe we were blinded all along. Yes, I think the audience was the one who was blindsided because that is some drama. Well, no, I you know who was shook. blindsided? Michael Orr. Michael Orr seems like he was blindsided by like the actual facts of his own like status as an adopted person. Yes. So first, I have seen that movie a few handful of times. Have definitely cried multiple times at that movie. It honestly really one. tugs at the heartstrings. It really. sure does. A classic. Sandra Bullock, I believe, won an award from that movie. She did. I think she got Best Actress. Flawless. Exactly. Flawless performance. Anyways, great movie. And then we come to here. Obviously, it's been years since Michael Orr has been in the NFL. 
he's retired now, married. And now it came out where he was taking some legal action because he was actually never adopted fully and was in the conservatorship, which I know is one of those buzzwords after Britney Spears was in one. And he was put in the conservatorship where the Tuies, is that how you say their last name? Yes. The Tuies were taking advantage of him and any and have full control over any contracts that he was a part of, as well as the money that he was receiving, or in this case, not receiving. So his claims is that he was withheld from money from the Blindside movie, but the Tuies are saying that they didn't even get that much money from the adapt- adaptation of the book that was created. So... I don't know. It just seems really messy, but I'm just so confused why, one, all of this is coming out now. Because I don't know. I just feel like it's been such a long time. It seems It has very been. I think irrelevant. Michael Orr just learned this now. Like, I think he just learned that he was not adopted. Which is super sad to, like, think that these people are your parents legally and then come to find out, like, no, they actually just were taking your money. They have no parental claim to you because they didn't adopt you. They just did a contract where they can take your money. Yeah. Um, And then, so, yes, it is coming out very long. So maybe he did find out very recently. And... But also, wouldn't he have realized that money-wise, I don't know, I'm like, it's all very confusing to me. It is confusing to me also, and I'm going to be honest, I've only gotten any of my information from Twitter, so it's not great, (laughs) right? I don't know. I haven't deep dived into this. My understanding from what I have read in the tweets is essentially... He thought that they had adopted him, recently found out that that was not the case. And so, like, that is why he is now, I think he's suing them to basically say, like, you used my story and my likeness and you used me in order to financially benefit yourselves when that is not what I thought that we had been doing for the last 20 years, right? Like, he thought these people were his parents and they were just like, no, we never adopted you. We never had any intention to adopt you. We just took your money is my, is yeah. my understanding, right? And keep that. That's like through the filter of like people who have no knowledge of the situation directly, like giving their takes on it. So that could be wrong. Like that could be not what's happening. But from my Either understanding. Either way, it is very sad. It's so sad for it's him. It's sad because the movie, they, the whole family and Michael, everyone was very likable. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, it's so people are so dumb they were like calling for sandra bullock to like lose her award it's like why is any of this sandra she Bullock's was not even involved like, yeah what she <laughs> leave the lady this. alone and i think michael or even said that he's like stop saying this about sandra bullock she has nothing to do with this sandra bullock is everything miss congeniality mm-hmm. leanne tui <laughs> yeah oh as of yesterday he won his petition Oh, nice. Michael Orr did. Wins petition to end his conservatorship. I mean, that's good. Yeah, because he has... Okay, now I'm reading it. He's been claiming a deceptive a deceptive conservatorship by the Tuies. And so he petitioned to end it. And as of literally, it looks like yesterday, it was approved. 
So that's good. I guess we will be unblinded now. I don't know. I just feel like I can't even watch that movie anymore. I know, which is sad because it is a really good movie. Right? But because it's such a good story, like if the story's not real, it's, I mean, granted, it's still a good movie because all of the acting was great, but. It is just a fiction, Alyssa. Not a nonfiction. Okay, now I'm reading this. I'm like understanding what his claim was. So he's basically saying that the Tuies did not adopt him. They placed him in a conservatorship that allowed the family to profit off of business deals in his name. He filed a 14-page petition where he alleges that the Tuies deceived him, tricked him into signing the conservatorship agreement less than three months after his 18th birthday. So he actually didn't think he was adopted, it sounds like. But he says that the way that it's portrayed in the blind side is very misleading because that's not what happened. And it's like a fake narrative that the Tuies are still promoting, that they adopted him when that is not what happened. So I don't think he thought he was adopted, according to this. But now he's just bringing to light that it was a false narrative because they made so much money off of it. Yes, and apparently Leanne Tui is a currently a motivational speaker and to this day still calls Michael Orr her adopted son, even though that is not correct. I see. Interesting. Very. Yeah, so still not very clear why this all happened now. Maybe he just like finally got it together to be like, this is a joke. I need to figure this out. But it doesn't say, like, if there was something that, like, triggered prompted him. Yeah, I don't know if there was, like, a catalyst for all of this. But anyway, good for him for finally, like, being free. I know. Well, anyways. Anyways, that's the blind side. Okay, so why don't we bring this back to a more joyful note and leave it with a little pop quiz. Don't you love these, Alyssa, where I'm always like, guess this. (laughs) You have five choices. I do love them. I think anyone listening is probably like, Alyssa's an idiot because I never get them right. But I think it's fun. I like playing guessing games. This one I think you could get. So out of all the head coaches, there's only one single one. And I would like you to guess and I will give you five tries. Okay. Glad I get five tries. I probably can't even name more than 10. So... I'm going to just name five of the ten I can name. Um, I'm trying to think of who gives off single energy. Matt LaFleur. No. All right. I don't know. He I, is husband was, material. He, he is. That was more wishful thinking. Mike McDaniel. No. Although he has the energy of a young single frat guy. He no. has the energy of a single guy. So, <laughs> all right. Um... It's someone who you least suspect. It's probably an old dude then. Pete Carroll seems married. Andy Reid. Andy Reid? No. Bill Belichick? Belichick? Yes! (laughs) I knew it was an old dude. Oh, Bill Belichick single? He is. Has has he ever been married? He is single and ready to mingle. Let's look. You should slide into his DMs. You like an older man. <laughs> Maybe not that old, but like, you know, give it a try. 
I've been loving since the Pagers haven't been doing that great. I've been loving how they pan to him and they do a slow-mo of his facial reactions or something. <laughs> it's just, even the picture on his Wikipedia cracks me up. He looks so angry. So our lovely Bill is 71 years old. Oh, okay. And I thought he was younger than that. He looks good for 71. Wow, actually. Okay. Wait. Is he not single? No, I just... It doesn't appear he was ever even married. This can't be true. It definitely can be true. I mean, there are men who never get married. Maybe he's never been married. I'm Googling. Oh, sorry. Take that back. No. He was married. His wife passed away in 2006. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. Just because he's not married does not mean he doesn't have a girlfriend. Uh, So he's not single. He's not single. He's not married, but he's not single. I mean, Bill is the coach of one of the best teams in the NFL overall, back when the Patriots were in their heyday. Sure. But yes, not married, but not single. So (laughs) there we have it. (laughs) So what a good segment this was. (laughs) Hey, it was a good guessing game. It was fine. I, you know, it's good to to learn about our coaches. So now I know Bill Belichick previously was married, his late wife passed, and now he's he's found love again. So an inspiration. It still ended on an inspiring note. Yes, exactly. And he has three children. In case you're curious, I, I well, I wasn't, but now I'm glad I know. All right. Well, on that note, happy 30th, Alyssa. We would be nowhere without you. Love the Hot Zone audience. (laughs) Which is just you and Ross. (laughs) Soul sample group. Quality, not quantity. Yeah, I'll take it. I will take it. That's a lot of love from the audience, you know? (laughs) There's no haters out there. (laughs) All right. Signing off. Bye. Thanks Thanks for for keeping it hot. hot.